everyone. Thank you for listening to The Death of VHS, the movie review podcast. Please remember that the language and topics might not be suitable in a typical work environment, as there might be strong language or triggering topics during the review of movies, ranging from a G rating to an R rating. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Welcome, dear listeners, to another exciting episode of The Death of VHS, the show where we delve into the enchanting world of cinema as could only be reproduced on a video cassette. I'm Richie, and today we're in for a spooktacular treat as we dust off the cobwebs and journey back to the eerie yet oddly endearing world of Ernest Scared Stupid. This 1991 comedy horror gem has captivated audiences for decades with its unique blend of laughs and scares, all thanks to the one and only Jim Varney in his iconic role as the bumbling yet lovable Ernest P. Worrell. So grab your favorite Halloween candy, settle in, and prepare to be both terrified and amused in equal measure. So with me today are Jamie and Oni. Say hey, guys. Good morning, or hello. Hey, guys, because I follow instructions. <laughs> Damn it. Thank you, Oni. <laughs> Oni understood it. And that will never get old. So uh, before we jump uh, too deep into the movie, Oni, you want to give us a breakdown of just yeah, how of course, Ernest Scared Stupid did? Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, its runtime is uh, about an hour and a half. It's an hour and 31 minutes. Uh, it was uh, directed by John Cherry the Third. It was written by John Cherry the Third, Coke Sam's, what a name, and Charles Gale. It was released in October eleventh, nineteen ninety one, on a budget of nine point six million dollars. Back in nineteen ninety one, it uh, grossed fourteen point one million though, so that's a uh, that's pretty great. It, yeah, it's opening hey, weekend. It did four million, so almost made up half of its sales or its budget in just the opening weekend because it was released October eleventh, nineteen ninety one, and nice. uh, it's a comedy family film. It's rated PG. Uh, it is not fresh <laughs> by <laughs> by uh, you know Rotten Tomato standards, but we'll get into that later. Well, what do sure. what do they oh, rate it? I Just so we have a frame of reference. We should seventeen uh, percent rotten, uh, and uh, the audience, mm. of oh, course, though, rates it much higher at a nice, cool fifty-one percent. Nice. I can respect oh, that one. Okay, yeah, I can yeah, respect uh, that one. A little bit See, of redemption. I just saw the the heart of Richie die inside a little bit. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. A little bit, I gotta admit. What what's the minimum took, took for a fresh rating? There. Do we know? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> percent. So he just missed it. I guess that's a good question. I'll I'll look that up real quick. I I guess I've never bothered with Rotten Tomato because it's always either like scary accurate or mm-hmm. just really really off. Really off, yeah. And uh, and it's just a crapshoot for all of that anyway. So I'll look it up and I'll, I'll chime in in a minute. So, uh, yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, thanks for that breakdown there, Oni. You know, it for those who uh, aren't familiar with the Ernest verse, uh, you know, Ernest P. Worrell was a recurring character that Jim Varney had. 
um, all kinds of movies and TV spots, uh, commercials. Um, and this is just another one of uh, the classics, in my opinion, where Ernest is tasked with saving a town. He accidentally awakens a troll that had been terrorizing the town of Briarville for uh, hundreds of years earlier. And his great-great-grandfather, I believe, uh, who was apparently some kind of reverend, uh, banished the troll underground with an oak tree to imprison him. But the troll cursed them, saying that his descendants would awaken him. And sure enough, Ernest, uh, you know, who's just kind of this bumbling, you know, doofus, awakens the troll. And uh, the troll starts kidnapping children, turning them into weird little wooden dolls so he can awaken a troll army to take over the world. Um, of course, Ernest uh, and his best friends, who are school-aged children, we don't need to look too deeply into that, uh, end up getting together. Uh, you know, the town, of course, thinks they're all idiots, but uh, eventually bumbles his way into finding the secret that will take out the trolls, which is, of <laughs> course, milk. Not Mayak. Not Bavarian Mayak, but milk. And saves the day. So, that's it in a nutshell. Um, no, Jamie, what, what stood out to I mean, you? It's about 75%. It has to have at least 75% and 40. Oh, okay. Uh, 40 limited or streaming releases and 80 for wide theatrical. So, least okay. 75%. So, okay. he was real close. He was that close. <laughs> that much. Missed it by <laughs> that yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, well, I haven't watched anything with Jim Varney in, in so long. I mean, I guess except for maybe rewatching Toy Story with with the, uh, the siblings or the nieces. Um, but he had he's so endearing, like even even when you dig deep and you're like, man, this is like a, an adult hanging out with kids that would never be allowed in real life. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like. Hey, we're gonna go off with this guy in the neighborhood and go build a treehouse alone with him in this treehouse and some out in the <laughs> woods. Um, but yeah, he's like super endearing, and I love, I love that you have, um, you have like the earnest character, you have uh, like Pee Wee, Ace Ventura, and then maybe Mr. Bean are like, I feel like they hold this, this kind of like slapstick genre. Like, are there any others that you can compare? With these guys? Like, I can't... I mean, that's... A, you know, I, I've never really thought about putting him up there like, like, like using that, facial but, expressions uh, as, like, yeah, almost, I mean, the, you know, like, just in the goofy and facial expressions, and that's mainly what you use to get across to the audience. Um, yeah. Yeah, he definitely, uh, definitely took care of, um, you know, he definitely uh, yeah. uh, owned physical comedy. Like sure. underrated too. Like uh, when he was, I, I totally forgot about all those characters. Like that woman, the, the 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 woman character you would see in all of his TV spots. I feel like, right? Do you remember the, mm -hmm. the old lady character he does? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It just Auntie it, Nelda. It, it brought back so many memories, and 
and just and just that alone like it's just a, a ha- it was a happy time and, and so i feel like he just brings back that i don't know those memories and so i yeah i really enjoyed it um watching it again i kind of it kind of makes me want to watch all the other Ernest movies no matter how stupid and cheesy they are um i don't know if i have a favorite part though i think for me i'm I, i'm looking at it from um i don't know like a traditionalist uh view and so like when, when you re- they reveal the troll i love practical effects like that and so just the i don't know just the the, the troll design and I love that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just love practical effects. And it kind of reminded me of the, um, I mean, mm-hmm. of course it would, the movie Troll or the movie Leprechaun. Except they just happened to add a uh, a funny spin to it. But he could totally be a, a horror movie version too. Yeah, strong Leprechaun vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we, um, I didn't even look it up. Who, uh, was Is it a famous actor that played the troll at all? or No, because he did nothing else. Oh, Jonas Mascartolo. Interesting. Okay, never mind. But I don't know. What about you? What about you guys? I don't. Yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite, best, worst. It's just parts of the movie that I enjoyed, or, or how it was made, and the memories it gave me. I have, I have stronger opinions. First, I want okay. to go to uh, the whole whole Ernest vibe. Uh, Jim Vardy himself is like classic American look, right? He's like the mm-hmm. classic American male kind of style um he's tall skinny but i mean like just his like midwestern vibe this this whole story was set in in missouri in a small missouri town so (laughs) that whole like going off with an adult thing might 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 have a little bit more grounds back in in the late 80s early 90s especially small town because everybody knew everybody Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. that's it um and uh, he just has that good rubber face, man. Him, him, Jim Carrey is very much a rubber face kind mm-hmm. of impressionist too. Um, he just, yeah, mm-hmm. I love love Jim Varney, really do. Like all because this was my classic childhood was was Ernest scared stupid, and Ernest goes to school and goes to camp mm-hmm. and goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goes to prison. Yeah. The only one the I didn't Army. see was, I think, Rides Again, which was yeah, I think, I the last one. film. Mm-hmm. And it was like it an was. Indiana Jones style one. But I own uh, Goes to Camp, Goes to Prison, and, and mm. Scared Stupid. I, it's, it's a three movie collector's mm-hmm. DVD since it killed VHS. I own it on DVD. Um, <laughs> that is good. Uh, I, lo- I love Jim Varney. But this this also brought back a lot of good childhood stuff. Um, just uh, for me, the the two standouts in this movie was, of course, Jim Varney because he's mm-hmm. as endearing as as Ernest is. He's he's as humble as he is, and uh, but he's not stupid. Like real Jim Varney, he's a hundred percent. He's very intelligent. He speaks fluently. He w- speaks way better oh, yeah. than I do. Vocabulary, everything, mm-hmm. uh, and you can tell even in the movie. Like Ernest might be stupid, but even the way he speaks in film and his different various characters that he portrays is very fluent and and uses strong vocabulary, big words, mm-hmm. big words, especially in a kids' film, big words. But you know, you know, I I, I got to jump in there that you know they all call him stupid and an idiot and a moron and all this, but 
I mean, you know, the man may not be, you know, I, I kind of think of him almost like, um, mm-hmm. almost like the nutty mm-hmm. professor. Like, you know, he's not stupid, mm-hmm. just kind of bumbling, you know? Um, I yes. mean, like at the very beginning when we see him and he's creating higher yep. contraption, contraption with a, you know, a, a remote control <laughs> and everything else. And like, that's, you know, you can't yeah. just be an idiot yeah. and build something like that. Sure, it didn't work. It almost you killed know? him. It takes but, some engineering. Know, I mean, it takes yeah. some serious knowledge. Yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. Right. Or, you know, when he goes when he goes through the whole, um, you know, yep. talking about the Botswanans, <laughs> yep, you know, and essentially gives Kenny, <laughs> you know, this whole history lesson, um, you know. And, and really, it was... It made no sense in the movie. It was just a chance for Jim Varney to show off all of his mm-hmm. different characters that he has, you know. But, again, he had a knowledge of history and talking about the Ottoman Empire and all this other stuff. And, you know, so I think it was I, – I it just stood out to me how unfair it was for everybody to just call yeah. him an idiot. Well, it was, you know. You know. I mean, did he think things through? No. <laughs> did he – you know. <laughs> work out was for him most of the time what yeah. he's creating no mm-hmm. uh it's a very much a boy cried wolf story like that's the whole story if you want to summarize it in a in a nutshell it's boy who cried wolf and uh the wolf comes and yeah. takes children <laughs> turns them into little wooden dolls <laughs> uh i mean it's a little bit more than just boy cry wolf but still uh yeah i think and I agree, Richie, uh, very much. You know what the stupidest takeaway was? The whole, uh, the stupidest thing. It should be Kenny. Kenny's stupid. Kenny's scared stupid. That's what it really is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. his takeaway of the whole Ottoman Empire and everything was, let's build a treehouse. That was it. <laughs> let's, let's build a fort. No, it's not. Yeah, and the whole reason, the whole reason for it was standing up. Was his whole, you know, tactical considerations about. Gaining the yeah. high ground, mm-hmm. you know. Very Star Wars. You know, I, I'm i just now thinking about it. You know, George Lucas completely ripped off Jim Barney. You know? Yep. Yeah. You know, obviously, Obi-Wan <laughs> also studied the Botswana. Yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I maybe, a, maybe if Ernest had taught Anakin yeah. about the Botswanans, things turned out very different. Alive. Yeah. You know, if you take if you take the letters <laughs> in Jim Varney's name and you swap them around and you remove some letters and add some letters, you get Obi Wan. Yeah, you do, a hundred percent. I mean, that's there proof enough right there. There you go. <laughs> you can't you can't argue with that. But I think the the best part about it, honestly, was with Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit in and uh, Jim Varney just brought mm-hmm. this movie. They understood the assignment. A hundred percent. And Eartha Kitt's characters, um, I mean, besides Catwoman, any of her later characters after like the nineties, because she played holes and she played a crazy old mm-hmm. uh, lady in that, um, you know, a really misunderstood lady. Mm-hmm. And she was a hundred percent misunderstood here, but especially because they come in and call her place trash, and she's <laughs> literally like using welding like tools sculptures. to make these giant metal sculptures of awesomeness <laughs> yeah. with flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, living, living art with flames coming out of it and everything else. And... Yeah, so I mean, like, 
screw you, town of Missouri. Like, <laughs> I but know. either way, but Eartha Kitt just just brings her character to life really well. She's so good at it. She's such an amazing mm-hmm. actress, and uh, to see her play the role again was just it brought back a lot of a lot of fun memories for me. But um, everybody else sucked. especially i'm not gonna say yeah i'm not gonna crap on kid actors much okay because you know they're inexperienced this is they're they're kids they don't but there's good kid actors and there's really Mm -hmm. crappy kid actors and you can tell that these guys sucked because they did nothing else in life (laughs) they maybe were like (laughs) featured on an episode of law and order like that was it, but just one yeah. episode. It wasn't reoccurring mm-hmm. or anything like that. They were awful. And this, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a stupid family movie because it is a family scary movie, but the very opening scene of where the girl's running away from the troll, she's smiling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She's laughing. And looking and- directly. It's great. Yeah. The entire time. Just a big like, smile on her face. Like, this is like- the best day of my life. <laughs> Getting. Getting, you know, gonna get murdered by a troll, but okay, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's the level of kid acting we see throughout the whole movie. All kids, like, it's not. I wonder <sighs> how many takes, and they were like, you know what? Yeah, let's just, let's yeah, just that's take. probably what it was. She's never gonna <laughs> look scared. They're like, she she tried her best. Oh my God. That's I guarantee you. There was like <laughs> helicopter moms on set going, yeah. No, nope, that's the best you're gonna get. <laughs> Give me the check now. For my kids' terrible acting, that's what it was. It was, it was just, uh, but I mean, other than that, I, I do love, I do love this movie. I really do. It, it was fun. The the troll costume itself, prop design, set design, those were all top tier in my opinion mm-hmm. for a movie like this. Like it really set the bar high. You can tell the four point nine million budget went into set design, set construction special effects in some some way shape or form which were mm-hmm. really cheesy and campy and like but that's the point of Ernest movies they at least established that in the movies prior so this movie had no problem being as campy as it did but yeah yeah, yeah. what do you what do you think Richie yeah so I mean this movie uh you know it definitely hit me right in the nostalgia I mean I I watched this movie all the Ernest movies like growing up and they were just always one of those fun things. I'm pretty sure we owned all of them on VHS mm-hmm. and, you know, would, you know, who knows how often, every couple of weeks, a month or two, something like that, you know, don't have anything else to do on a Saturday. Let's watch an Ernest movie. Um, so, so I definitely enjoyed getting back and watching it again. And this has been a movie that I've been showing my kids for a couple of years and they love it too. Cause Ernest is just, you know, that kind of comedy is, is really kind of timeless. Um, you know, I love all the different characters and, you know, if this is the only Ernest movie you've ever seen, you wouldn't get it. Like <laughs> it would be completely, it would make no sense having all these other characters in the middle of it that Ernest mm-hmm. plays, but that's just kind of one of his things that he had, you know, it was all his family, um, mm-hmm. you know, with his aunt, his uncle, who's like the safari guy, you know, his, uh, you know, fighter. <laughs> War hero, I think granddad is who that was supposed to, or great grandfather, or something like yeah. that. Old ancient soldier. But you know, this is all his. This is all of his characters, and you know, it, it's. 
I was, I was thinking about it, and you know, Jim Varney walked so Eddie Murphy Seriously? could run with the Seriously, Clarks. Seriously, yes. I mean, I mean, he he's not definitely not the first person to ever play characters, you know, like that. But I can't think of anybody who did it like he mm-hmm. did before him either. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, like like Oni said, Eartha Kitt as Old Lady Hagmore. She was great. Now, I, there was a lot of confusing things to me. Like, why does she just have a flamethrower on her back <laughs> as soon as, you know, when we first meet her? BA, and she tries to right. set Ernest on She's fire just inventor. because he knocked on her door. You know? But that was pretty cool. Like, I mean, that doorknob, like the the, you know, the hand yeah. banging the foil. Yeah. And the, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, and then it's just like all of a sudden she says, Ernest, you're going to curse us all. And then she gives him the instructions. You know, we don't see it on camera. Mm-hmm. He's talking about it after they build the But she told him exactly how <laughs> to unlock the curse. And so he, of course, you know, in his innocent naivete, like this will never tells the kids. This is just a story. I mean, what are the odds of somebody doing this exact <laughs> thing? And that's classic. Like that's you know, such so, good good writing humor. So, oh, it was great. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I do think all the kid actors were just absolute garbage. <laughs> um, they didn't deserve to work in Hollywood anymore after that. Like, it was, <laughs> it was awful. It was so I mean, bad. Uh, it's, it's I, think, so right I think the so best of them was maybe, I, I think the best of them was maybe Shay Astar, mm-hmm. who played uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, the little blonde mm-hmm. girl. And it looked like, looked like she maybe went on to play, like, some small roles in TV and film. Until like, you know, twenty tens thereabouts. But, um, but yeah, and like the the adult actors, you know, a lot of them were you know people Ernest that that regularly played with Ernest. But like uh, the sheriff was just, you know, they're the one. He's the one calling Ernest a moron. The sheriff kind of sucked mm-hmm, just in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the the acting wasn't good and the character yep. was was not in my mind. Um, what stood out to me, I think when I was rewatching it this time though, is the, the practical effects, like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you have some of the stuff that we see like, uh, near the end when the two trolls are chasing Ernest in the circle and you could tell they just sped up the film <laughs> to make it look like they're running. And, you know, I mean, you know, cheesy stuff like that, but like Trantor, the troll, like he was, Actually, really good, scared, right? Yeah. You know, no, he scared me as a kid. I mean, like, it was. Sure. Re- it didn't look. It didn't just look like some cheesy mm-hmm, costume. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was actually really well done. Like with the mucus and the hair, the and then nose. especially at the end when he calls on all the the demons to make him stronger, and you know, he's in his final form. I guess you would say, and. You know, that was actually really good practical effects and, and costume work. Like, it, it was impressive. Yeah. So, you know, this was meant to be a kid's movie. But, you know, the whole idea of a troll who's just stealing children and is able to just show up, you know, mm-hmm. completely silent. He can mimic voices. You know, we hear him mimicking Elizabeth's voice, trying to lure in Kenny. And then later... He's, uh, I believe it was Kenny's mom. He was mimicking her voice. And, I, I, you know, I just remember when he, after he uh, 
turned that one kid into a doll in front of Kenny and is holding it up in front of Kenny and is about to chase him and just watching him talk and it's Elizabeth's voice. That was no, pretty yeah. freaking. Mm-hmm. You know? If, if you're a kid, when, no, it's going to shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even now, it was it was eerie. <laughs> or when Elizabeth looks under her bed and it's just the teddy bear and then she just rolls over in, in bed. You know, she's all calm now. She has her teddy bear and opens her eyes and he's just laying in bed right next to her. <laughs> that is creepy. I mean, this troll obviously has magical powers of some sort mm-hmm. and it was actually a pretty you know I, I mean it's not horror per se but it's definitely unsettling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i mean that that's what stood out to me like you know for this to be a kids movie like it's actually kind of creepy and i don't know if it was intentional or not but until you see all the other trolls that come out of the the pods that fall off the tree, mm-hmm. those all kind of campy yeah, and do. weird and fun. You know, they definitely aren't scary like Trantor is. Yeah. And I don't know if that was an intentional decision because the, maybe the movie makers were like, man, we've really kind of like <laughs> <laughs> gone off here with, you know, we've taken the horror thing up a notch. Maybe we need to cut, tone it down. Um, you know, so, I mean, if I was a kid and I didn't see the end of the movie, I would have been absolutely freaked out. (laughs) But um, as far as what stood out the most to me, though, that I'm going to take away from this and uh, add to my repertoire of quotes that I um, just randomly (laughs) shout out with context whatsoever is Ernest is per old lady Hagmore, the great redneck hope. Great redneck (laughs) hope. (laughs) So, and especially, and you know, especially me being here in South Carolina, yeah. that's really going to get some use. The great redneck hope. I was, uh, I was one when this movie came out. I think I didn't see it oh, until man. I was probably seven. And no, the troll was hella scary. Like, I had a yeah. like my 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 stepdad, who I called dad all every day. I still call him dad. He he sat me down to make sure I finished that movie. So he under because he understood. That no, this is supposed to be funny. It is a is a family scary movie, and honestly, I think it's the first of its kind. I don't. I obviously I was born in nineteen uh, ninety, so I don't know if you guys have any other films prior to this that was like a family horror film. Because it is a is a family horror film, but like, mm. how many other films are there that are like this before nineteen ninety one? That's family horror specifically, and this was truly scary. Honestly, it was borderline it up until, you know, the end where you saw all the rest of the trolls, and then it got real campy and stupid. And mm-hmm. and like like Richie said, I hundred percent agree because after that, I was like, yeah, those trolls look stupid. Like, <laughs> well, they right. were re- or a few of them were recycled um, killer, killer clowns from outer space. Yep. Uh, yep. Effects, which is pretty awesome. I, I noticed the one with the big nose right away, but yeah, the, I, lo- I, lo- I love that movie. Yeah, so the pizza launcher. Those pizzas came from the second Ninja Turtle <laughs> yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, like because they had they the same prop, it. the same prop master for both films. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, it was it was scary, man. It was scary as a kid. I remember being afraid of of the troll and like because you're right, he's silent. He could dig and just pop up anywhere. Because I think that's how he like moved, and you you saw it. Besides of him f- 
freakily running speed. He had super strength to pull a an accelerating truck backwards. Yeah, you know, like he was and get run over by the truck and a, then just pop yeah, up and just be fine. And he had this big. He was basically immortal unless he his only he was the Superman of trolls. <laughs> and his kryptonite yeah. was milk. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. A mother's care. A mother's care. Uh, love of a child, heart of a child, uh, and the but the biggest <laughs> thing that stood out to me, I think, this time around was watching him like attack Ernest in in the uh, the truck. You can tell, truck, you yes. could see the top of the truck. Was it like real? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of the widescreen now or what, but yeah, that was. Uh, I guess I should watch it. Like I think on on my PlayStation Two hooked up to my CRT and see. <laughs> See, I think next, if I'm going to watch older movies, I think I'm going to have to do that now. Just to see what I could see now versus versus then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that yeah, he was scary, yeah. man. He had, he had some crazy powers. Yeah, even there with the truck. I mean, he just ripped the door completely yeah. off the hinges. <laughs> He's, you know, his claws are cutting holes in the roof of the truck. I mean, he, he had this big sickle sword thing. Ultimately, like, <sighs> yeah, where I... I that is one thing that kind of caught me off guard, you know, because it it's like all of a sudden you're halfway through the movie, him and him and Ernest are facing off for the first time, and he just has this sword all of a sudden, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, no explanation for it. It's just, here's a sword <laughs> and that can cut through your, you know, cut through your steel hedge trimmers. <laughs> and <laughs> but, I love the nunchuck hedge know? trimmers. Like, that was, that was oh, super yeah. funny. Like that, that that was solid from the ancient yeah. art of Japanese gardening. <laughs> so dumb, <laughs> so dumb, but so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I what about think, you, Jamie? Do you have any I other scariest, standout uh, opinions? Well, the scariest part of the of the troll, in my opinion, is I mean, he had two noses that were both running. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Constant cold, at least. Like one of my nostrils is always clogged. You feed a fever to, and you get a cold, or 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 you feed a cold, yeah. and you get a fever, yeah. something like that. One of those. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Yeah. I think um, his his dog's name Rimshot. Rimshot. I, I think it's because I immediately thought of Rim Job, and so the entire movie, I'm like, does this not mean the same thing <sighs> back then as it? Oh. Until it, and it took me a long time oh, to go. Oh wait boy. a second! Just... I'm thinking Rim Job. Oh Jamie! Oh, now we're gonna have to slap heart, this Jamie. with an M-rated tag. <laughs> well, the whole time I was really the first I was like X-rated how are they n- podcast. How do they not know what they're saying. <laughs> I was like, this. Can that, we that talk about Rim Shot for a little bit? That was great. Since uh, you, since you bring him up, uh-huh. can we talk about Rim Shot? This dog is uh, smart enough to drive a car. <laughs> He's so not good. Smart Shift enough to gears. Trash compactor. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. honestly. Like, I think he was trying to mercy kill his owner. <laughs> like that was that's just me. I don't know because because he realized how how terrible Ernest has it in life, and I think he was just trying to be the pillow to suffocate him. Uh, There's, yeah. Did anybody the, else appreciate the trash compactor scene? Like you know with the yeah uh, with the oh yeah you know, he had the star wars there and, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so obviously you know we we've talked about how george lucas borrowed the high ground yep you know mm-hmm. Jim it was probably uh trash compactor obviously set up a deal. obviously we've we've uncovered a varney lucas yep. collaboration yep. that you know has never been <laughs> talked about before it's very true it was a handshake agreement I've, 
You heard it here I first. There is right. a, yeah, yeah. There's a, a prequel series where um, Rimshot uh, was foretold in a um, prophecy that there would be a man that would turn him to wood. And that's why he was trying to kill him at that point. Yeah, uh, probably. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> but in, anyways, there's this whole yeah, there's a whole backstory there. But yeah, it's it's they definitely barred from one one another. It was so, so um, good. <laughs> well, even the campy yeah, I, like I, running around the tree stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just an homage to to the originals, you know, silent film and and yeah, three stooges for sure. and oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He would have been great as a silent film actor. Like I he would have fit be. perfect. Yep. Yeah, you wouldn't need to. Oh yeah, just the amount of emotion he can display mm-hmm. in his face. Um, you know, I mean, just even like when he was uh, do, giving his uh, you know acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the gift. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> so you. Good. Like just the amount of emotion just in his face. Like, how can you make twenty different thank yous all feel different? But mm-hmm. he managed. You know. Yep. So, I love you know this oh. this movie movies like this give me more respect for people um, like Eartha Kitt. She's such a classy lady, mm-hmm. and for her to like not take herself serious, and she does a move, she does this movie, and she does um, the Emperor's New Groove, which is just a, oh a, yeah, Isma, cr- like a oh, yeah. crazy goofy character and, and evil, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just it just makes me love her, and of course her as laugh. Catwoman, she's all over the place. Yeah, her laugh is so iconic right. in my childhood. Like just oh, hearing yeah. her laugh, either as Isma or or mm-hmm. Lady Hagmore, or even even in Holes, like it, yeah, a hundred percent. Her laugh just triggers a memory every time. I did love when um when they're at the school and uh, you know Kenny is all bummed out, like you know, and all Lady Hagmore's like, "Aren't you coming?" He's like, "My dad told me to stay here." <laughs> She's like, sometimes you have to do what you know is right. And apparently what you know is right includes stealing a bicycle. And and a bunch of dairy products, because he stole all of that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but you know, she stole this bicycle. It doesn't matter to me. On on the subject of bicycles, (laughs) on the subject of bicycles, something that that I just realized, you know, at one point in the movie, we see Elizabeth with her bike upside down and a wrench working, <laughs> doing something with her bicycle. And then Kenny runs up and is like, have you seen Joey? And she's like, no, maybe we should go to the treehouse." And she's like, okay. And then just leaves her bicycle. Did, like, I will say, why did like, you just ride yeah, your bike? There's so much. And then later in the in woods, this. old lady Hagmore on this bike, she stole has her bike upside down and a wrench <laughs> in her hand. Like as if, the, <laughs> you know, as if the bicycle broke down on the way to the, the last, the final fight, changing you know, the tire. it's, I tell you, it was just, I, it just <laughs> stuck out to me how much bicycle related humor was put into this. Yeah. Movie. Oh man. You know, but, another thought of, cause you brought up Kenny. God, I hated this kid. Um, but the, the part where it's bad when you're rooting geez. for the bullies, oh, man. you're rooting for the Murdoch. Uh, honestly, especially when the Murdoch boys get caught, right? And Ernest, that whole scene where they're like, Ernest is a true idiot, like, you're uh-huh. fired scene. Like, Kenny's like, no, it wasn't his fault. And then he just gives up. Like, it was clear. Because yeah. Kenny's seen the troll <laughs> by that point. He's seen kids get turned to wood. And he's like, no, Ernest isn't it. Like, he literally just shrugs and walks away. And I'm like, you, Kenny. Yeah. 
I hope you're the Kenny like, from well, South Park, there's man. There's nothing we can do now. <laughs> you deserve to die, bro. Like, don't do that to your boy. You can't do that. He built you a treehouse that has the most awesome Ford-equipped weaponry. It has a pizza launcher. And you're just going to shrug and walk away from him? What a D. And a canned chicken yeah. liver, or a liver launcher. Yeah, a canned food specific, launcher. You know, like. So awesome. <laughs> I would kill to have that weaponry. Oh, we good. I love so, some yeah, of the, I mean, um, I, and I, No, go ahead, sorry. No, you go ahead. I, I was just going to say I loved, I forgot to mention that, I love some of the um, the really, uh, the subtle jokes that Ernest would make, like when he first sees the troll and he's like, oh, I sure hope you're Keebler. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, you know, there, there's no <laughs> yeah. pause. I love that. I love this it rapid when they do fire stuff like clips. that. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, you know, and, and that, that leads me to what I was going to say, you know, so much of this movie was just completely, you know, this movie, obviously, I mean, it has Ernest in it. Ernest is obviously mm-hmm. the main character. But Jim Varney's ability to deliver these jokes, and it, it's it's not a joke to him, you know. It's, it's 100% this character, this is this character. I'm not making jokes. I'm just showing you what this character is. His timing and delivery it's just perfect. And, you know, I don't think you can see, I don't think you can make movies like this today because you don't have actors with his amount of physical comedy and just perfect delivery every time. Like, you know, no matter how cheesy it gets, like I'm never mad about it just because of the way Jim Varney plays it, you know? Yes. hundred percent. It's, it's just perfect. And without Jim Varney, or, you know, a reincarnation of him at this point, there's no way you could get away with a movie like this. It would just be so, everything would be so cheesy and so over the top, it just wouldn't Mm -hmm. be fun. I mean, what do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it would have to be like a Jim Barney. I mean, I could see, no, see, not even Mr. Bean, because Mr. Bean's, like, subtle jokes aren't the same. And that's like that that uh that's a huge characteristic of Ernest. Like he has so much knowledge, so he inserts this stuff in a way that it it you know it hits you, like oh man that was a good you know good line. But so like Mr. Bean couldn't do it. Um, I mean yeah Jim Carrey could can probably do do it. But yeah it's hard. I, I can't think of any particular actor that has the skill set needed for a character like this because like like you said I was going to mention that too. What other characters are out there? Uh, I mean, Pee Wee is kind of like that too, where um, the character is is not trying to be funny, not trying to be goofy. He is just who he is. Uh, and to mm-hmm. us, it's over the top and cheesy. But to all the other characters in the movie, it, you know, they they don't react like you would in real life. You know, they don't go, "What is wrong with this guy?" He's like, he's a mental case. They just go, oh, this is just him. Just Ernest. And I love that. Yep. That's what, that's the charm of, that's why he made so many freaking mo- Ernest movies, you know? Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know how they could successfully make this type of movie. No. Not to mention yeah. he would get canceled for his brown face character. Yep. Uh, which, <laughs> which one was that? Uh, I'm trying to remember now which, uh, which, it, it stood out to me and now I can't remember which character that was. That he was in brown face. Well, part. the uh, the Ottoman, you know, he had the Ottoman. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Brown makeup on. <laughs> that's the Ottoman. Oh my god! Oh, you know the other line that got me um, was uh, 
Ain't no trees in Botswana. No I know I'm Botswana lumberjack and I ain't never had a job. <laughs> I ain't never had a job. Yeah. So classic. Oh, oh my god. I, yeah, what do you what do you so good. What, what do you think, Oni? I mean, yeah, I think Richie's right. I, I I'm not sure it could be remade in the in the same style that it would be endearing and goofy at the same time. Jim Varney was a treasure that we didn't really appreciate until after he was gone. Period. So this level of character development, because you know me, I'm always looking at the interviews. There was an interview he did <laughs> in uh, 1993, and this was after he played in Beverly Hillbillies, which was a mm-hmm. very, very character that was pretty consistent with Jim Varney, and that was on purpose. He talked about how Ernest is his favorite film, favorite character, and he will play it until he dies. Like he has no problem doing him. Oh, I love that. And uh, because he's like, I like the Ernest character. He's like, it's very true to to my acting style. He he was very conscious about it and how he talked about um, even thinking things like, I I wanted I would like to do other things, but it has to be mm-hmm. close to Ernest. And that was a bigger thing. The fact that his his Jeb character was close to Ernest enough is what he he didn't want to get out of his comfort zone. He want he wanted to show mm-hmm. that he had range, which is all actors want to do. But he didn't want to be so different. He's like Jeb had this dramaticness to him. It, it, it wasn't Ernest, but it was close. It was like Ernest Diet mm-hmm. Coke, you know, just one mm-hmm. calorie, not Ernest enough. But that was perfect. He's like, so I do have range, but I love the Ernest character. He's like, it, it really brings out a lot of, a lot of humbleness to me, and and very much of everything else. And he's like, if if Ernest rides again, goes really well, I think the next one would be this other script that has it's cute has a lot of heart called Ernest Spaced Out. Mm. And the fact that we didn't get that is disappointing. Uh, but it really shows the the level. That's what of, Space Camp needed to be good. Yeah, right. yeah it needed right. Ernest. <laughs> it did. He should have been the robot. An <laughs> Ernest robot. His oh, brain was like surgically implanted into the robot. That honestly, <laughs> that's a script, man. That's a script. But yeah, he he really talked about how much he loved Ernest, and that uh, and that all the like different commercials and stuff he was a part of was very Ernest, and he he didn't mm. want to be anything different. And and no actor can say that except maybe Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, and that's all he's known for. Like, but that's a different mm-hmm. role entirely. But the same kind of concept. He he wanted to be Ernest, so I think there would be a revolt if they try to remade any of the Ernest movies, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And um, because you love him, hate charge. him. He's it, it's so mm-hmm. iconic. You can't do it, and I and I think that's why they haven't been touched, and don't want to be touched. And uh, it would just it this level of movie can be made today, for sure. Like a, a like a family horror film. I would like to see another one. I will let you know. Ernest scared stupid walked, so Hocus Pocus and Hubie Halloween could run. For yeah, sure. Hocus Pocus, that's a good one. Yeah, Because Hocus sure. Pocus came out two years yeah. after, because Disney probably watched this mm-hmm. and was like, we could do that, and made a, a, a smash <laughs> hit too, because I love Hocus Pocus. Everybody does. It has a huge following. 
Hubie Halloween was very much an earnest movie, but just with Adam Sandler characters. And uh, I liked Hubie Halloween a lot. It was it was good. It was more adult than Ernest is. But for a PG movie, you have to have Ernest for for any type of style like this. And uh, and it, it yeah it makes me appreciate Jim Varney even more. Going back in retrospect and looking at it now, like I miss that dude. He was great. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I feel like it's like the perfect right. um, kid movie back then. When when you think about mm-hmm. like. Um, if you want to be able to relate to the other kids in the movie, you need an adult that is entirely irresponsible, <laughs> but can still take the blame for everything that kind of goes wrong. I'm sure that's what. My so the kids have complete yeah. free range to do what they want. Yeah. Well, he needed the heart of a child. Heart of a child. Yeah. I mean, that's, unconditional I mean, love. That was kind of the whole point. I did think it was funny that after all that, like you're like unconditional love, heart of a child, but we're still gonna absolutely make you explode. And you're you're gonna die with all this love instead of like turning him like into a child himself. Like maybe the yeah. troll was like some kid. No, that he was had to go, dude. Loved. He was terrified. No, no, he exploded. Oh yeah, he was just pure evil. Yeah, he needed to go. <laughs> he needed. To I get mean, didn't out. you hit? Didn't you listen to Reverend Worrell? Like evil incarnate is upon us. Oh I God. love Reverend Worrell too. That was that was yeah. a stronger in his character. That's such and, it, so, and and that one showed his range yeah. because he's completely serious. Mm-hmm. He's insanely well spoken. You can tell he's a really intelligent guy, even if he's like a zealot of some kind. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, just right off the bat, you see, you're like, oh my god, that's that's also him. That's that's perfect. His different voices are strong too. Oh yeah, I like his vocal Mm -hmm. range. God, I miss Jim. Rest in peace, Jim. His accents. So before we, yeah, go ahead. Before we move on to the uh, to our rating, Oni, you want to try to steal my thunder and guess what (laughs) my rating is going to. Criteria is going to be. What's it? Miak cans. You or, son. Yeah. Oh, is it that one? Not nice. cans of Miak. Oh, that's what I would so, pick. So, <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yep. So, so on a scale of five jars of authentic Bavarian Miak, <laughs> uh, stars are y'all going to give this movie? And what's kind of your final? Final take on it. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a four. Kid actors killed me, but like it, it still holds up to this. Four day. jars of miak. Four, four jars of miak. Okay. I. I mean, I'm gonna give it. I because th- I think Ernest Saves Christmas was my favorite one. That's Jim's favorite one, by the way. Yeah. For that um, three that's a good one. Because he but just this one, I'm good. telling you. Yeah, yeah. Those practical effects, though, I I can't get. I can't tell you how much I love practical effects like that. Like, I'll always take those over um, special effects any day. But um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll go with you. I was gonna say three and a half, but I think I'll go with four. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, one of the lingering questions I had is just how long ago was this troll put in there? Because, you know, we. You know, we hear that Reverend Worrell is Ernest is, uh, I believe, great great grandfather. Um, but you know, the the way they dressed would uh, suggest that this was like sixteen to seventeen hundreds. Mm-hmm. But then they have modern guns when they bury the troll. <laughs> and, well, remember Eartha Kitt's you know, character. How old is old lady Hagmore? Yeah, she, you know, she how knew she's the still children. around? She's their sister. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, 
but anyway, I was gonna, I was kind of leaning towards three and a half, but I think Jamie, your explanation has swayed me. So I will also go with four jars of authentic Bavarian. <laughs> nice, I love it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, any uh, either one of y'all anything final you want to say about it? I think we about covered it. Rest in peace, I, I Jim. Think, well, the yeah. Unless rest you guys in peace. want to talk about the artwork, yeah, the artwork was actually probably on point for family film. I put it in the chat there. Well, I, yeah, I think the you know the box art of him kind of popping out of a jack o' lantern and being all scared, um, you know, and, and and even from that same vein, you know, the opening credits of him just. Pretending to be scared by different things and the classic, all these classic clips of horror style of these films, old yeah. horror movies, and um, it, it really belied just how scary this movie would actually be. So, um, but yeah, great movie. Uh, definitely out of earnest movies, this is this is near the top mm-hmm. for me. Sam's, mm-hmm. but uh, you all know. Right. Would be fun for movies like this going forward. It would be cool if you guys could have your kids watch it with you, and then like relate their experience. It would be pretty cool. Like if we do more like kid friendly movies. I would love to have my six year old, almost seven year old, do it. But I think his yeah. Well, my kids, my kids love this movie. Um, okay. Just because of age, they just laugh the whole time. So good. Oh, good. But. Because they're going to overlook all the small, intricate, crazy, mm-hmm. terrible prop stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that Good family film. Everybody, too. all families should watch it, especially now. Absolutely. <laughs> Halloween. Everybody watch her in a scared stupid. It's the perfect Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Heard it here Enjoy on the WVH. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And we'll see y'all. Happy Halloween. The Death of VHS is recorded and produced by John Walls, Dylan Bailey, Jamie Johnson, Abe Ponce, and me, Richie Stevens. Editing by Jamie Johnson. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at DeathOfVHS, and come join us on our Discord to hang out uh, with us and other fans and to discuss the latest episode. You can find the link for our Discord in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Death of VHS.